It's probably just autism, like starting in the arm and distributing to the body. Please, Monroe. Welcome to a Dave List episode of Calling Monroe. Gucci, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm okay. What? Why aren't you? I'm in such a good mood. Why aren't you in such a good mood? I, I was I was trying to bake something before and I couldn't decide what to bake. So did you bake or didn't you bake? I didn't bake. And that ruined your day. <laughs> it, it took me two hours to decide what to bake. And then and you didn't bake? Yes. What did you decide on? Did you decide on something or did you just give up? I decided. I decided. I'm just gonna make it later. What are you gonna make? Monkey bread. What is that? It's. I don't really know, but it seems to be a type of cinnamon bun, something. All right, fair. Not cinnamon buns sweet. are. Cinnamon buns, I think, are the goat, uh, sweet. Goat. Like the best, the greatest of all yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's the best. It is right. Yeah. Should we call Monroe? Monroe probably disagrees because he's from the UK. He's probably gonna be like. I think scones with cream are the best sweet. Should we, but should we they are out? also really good. Yeah, but they're not the goat. They're they're still great. Yeah, maybe. Should we call them and find out, though? Yes. All right, cool. Let's call Monroe. What's up, folks? Hey, Monroe. Hey. Hey, 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 How hey, is hey. you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling Can you good, tell good, me good, good, good? what's the goat sweet? Uh, today, I had what, I mean, chocolate, obviously, so there's okay. not really a debate there, mm, but if, yeah. if we want a bit more of a nuanced answer, today, I had uh, a scone <laughs> with jam and clotted cream. <laughs> that, that sounds good. And it was, for, and, and Mel, I couldn't be asked on how to get it, so Mel walked down the big hill and then back up the big hill to get me one, and then it was delicious. Jesus, uh, you have a slave. Yeah, yeah. You own uh, a slave. I'm actually pro, pro-slavery. It's not something we've brought up on the podcast before, but uh, I'm pro-slavery. This is oh. probably the worst time <laughs> to be pro-slavery. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in history. No, it, yeah. mm, is it? Is this? Is this the worst time in history to be pro-slavery? I would well. It's, it's it depends because I, ha- I have the chance time. to have an impact now. Because when yeah. when slaves are common, if you're pro, pro slavery, you're not going to change the world. Whereas now that there, are, well, how many slaves are there? Because there's there's a lot of slavery that we don't. It's not traditional slavery. So there's and there's that, a few. There's like human trafficking slavery, um, yeah. and then uh, interestingly enough, uh, this is something I hadn't thought about. Uh, someone posted on Reddit the other day, and there maybe you saw this Gucci. I don't know. There. Uh, their title was just "Am I like a slave?" and it's some dude who uh, lives with his family, like his his grandma and his uncle or something, yeah. and he lives on this relatively secluded like farm or something with them. And they are disabled and require assistance all the time. And he mm-hmm. is there all the time. And the last time he got a day off was like ten years ago or something. <laughs> and they won't let him 
leave. So he doesn't have a driver's license, and they won't let him leave without permission and supervision. But why doesn't he just leave? Because he he just like didn't piece it together, and everyone was like, "Bro, this is human trafficking," as per U.S. definitions of human trafficking, and they like linked him a bunch of resources, and were like, "You need to get out of there." <laughs> he can just so, he can just walk out to the street and. He- But this is this is true of a lot of modern day slaves, though. Like you can boil it down to you could just leave, but that's not really true. Like, yeah, that, that yeah. argument lacks nuance. It's the same with yeah. no, I mean, prostitution and abuse and, and like domestic sort of abuse and, and stuff. It's like you could like, just leave, but you can't. But in a though. country like here, if it would happen in Iceland, you would just get help from. Yeah, but you services. you can just leave because you have you have a supportive family to go back to. You have a good paying job to go back to. You have like emotionally but social services help. Yeah, but it's you can't you can't just say that people can just leave. It's a big step, and a lot of people just don't have the the emotional capability to do it, or the the safety net, or any of these things. So you can't just tell people that are wrapped up in situations like this that they can just leave. It's way more nuanced than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But so yeah, modern day slavery is is from things like this that are you know on the surface to people seem like they're absolutely not slavery, all the way up to like taken style human trafficking. Right. Mm. But, but wearing and also things like slavery. Wearing a mask, absolutely. Yeah, Eric Clapton yeah. said it and we agree with him on everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also things like uh like uh, wage slavery is a, a concept that people discuss. Monroe, you're gonna dis you're gonna disagree with it maybe. Okay. Um, it's the fact that um you have a job, right? Yeah. And you can refer to this as like a freedom of yours like you're free to choose whatever job you want etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. but you a lot of people literally cannot afford to lose their jobs or miss a single paycheck yeah and you like this state of being is referred to as wage slavery where you are basically at the mercy of your employer because you cannot yeah. afford to be let go in any capacity yeah, yeah. and this sort of freedom like the freedom to work this minimum job or minimum wage job or to starve is not necessarily a freedom at all no no <laughs> so do you, what am i it, what, what's controversial there i don't know i feel like you would be you're a little bit pro free market uh, more so than me <laughs> yeah but that's because you you you, you you're basically a commie you filthy commie <laughs> I'm You've a, got red flags up in your room and stuff. I'm like an anarcho-communist. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, I'm like pro extreme chaos and yeah. It, <laughs> If I'm the like, right wing bastard of this show, this show is such a left leaning show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh dear. But it is. It is like if there is like if there would be a crime for wearing green pants or something. Mm. And you would be kill. You would do capital sentence of doing that, mm-hmm. and then people can. Then you're arrested for wearing green pants, and they're gonna execute you. Mm-hmm. And then everyone are like, "Yeah, you had the choice to to not wear green pants, or you could have decided to wear it, and then you knew this would happen." But that's not like a. They say like it's a freedom, your freedom to choose. One of my least favorite things is this like. Uh, The, like if you if you didn't want the consequences, you wouldn't have done the thing that you did. Uh, this is a an argument that I disagree with fundamentally. 
Don't do the crime if you can't do the time, baby. Yeah, I had. Yeah, yeah. I was reading some comments, and I wanted to. I wanted to argue with someone on the internet, but I chose to not. <laughs> you I chose you to realized your name wasn't Guvion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I chose to ignore that one, and because someone was talking about some shit like this about. Uh, yeah, it was about. All right, I'll see how you guys feel about this one. This is something that I have a very strong stance on. Mm-hmm. So there's a an athlete, a football player called Kieran Trippier. Do you know him, Munro? He plays for England. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, I'm uh, quite quite into my football. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've 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 played many a football and 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 <laughs> played uh, left back and striker. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, defense is my favorite. Oh, so you would would you classify left back as a different position from defense? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> anyway. Uh, Kieran Trippier is a defender. He's actually, I forget if he's a left back or a right back. Okay. Uh, anyway, Reading it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. He it took you, still 30 seconds talking about it. <laughs> you, honestly, I don't think you're allowed to comment on things like this. Okay. <laughs> he he used to play for Tottenham. Now he plays yeah. for Atletico Madrid. Okay. This, the when he, this is important. This is not yes. <laughs> random okay. details. Okay. When he moved from Tottenham to Atletico Madrid, yeah. uh, he told his friend that uh-huh. he was moving. Yes. His friend then placed a bet at the bookies. Okay. And the bookies were giving odds for where Kieran Trippier would be moving. And one mm. of the options was, was Atletico Madrid. And this friend of his placed bets on this and won money. Yes. Kieran Trippier was now fined, I think it was £100,000 and banned for 10 games. Because wow. Of, because of this. Yes. I think this is absolute insanity. I think yeah. this is like criminal behavior, finding him for this. Yeah. Because Why finding him? Because it's it like they're treating it essentially as if it's like insider trading, which it, it isn't. It, no, but it isn't his. Maybe his friend shouldn't have to pay but back. Why? But why should his friend even? Because the betting company, this is just a private individual, the yeah, betting company, yeah. setting up odds on a, another private individual's personal life. And then being annoyed, like they already have insider information. Otherwise, they don't offer odds like this. So like, how do they know that he might be going to Atletico Madrid? They must have rumblings. So they're perfectly fine taking a fully private individual's personal life, offering bets on it. And then when someone capitalizes on their information, they want to find people. Yeah. And comparing it to insider trading is ridiculous because at least for insider trading, you have to like physically... Join a tr- like a a kaipat, what's it like a, a a stock exchange, and you have to like agree to adhere to rules and all this bullshit. You are opting in, whereas like Kieran Tribute didn't opt into a random fucking betting company offering odds on his personal life. But and, Ragnar, yeah, what is your favorite animal sound? <laughs> uh, are we talking about? Like actual animal sound as if it was recorded in the wild or animal sound uh, as replicated by humans, like when people no, say bark. I, I, I mean, real, like how the animal does. Uh, it might be like a a donkey, but not like the stereotypical donkey sound, but when they sound absolutely insane. Or no, no, uh, I changed my answer. Uh, is it is it is it manatees or is it walruses that make fucking crazy sounds? Like, like some, some, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know. know the sound of me. Okay, what's yours? I, I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are, 
Can we go back to scones for a minute? Because okay, yeah, yeah. clotted cream, that mm-hmm. is something which in itself is so delicious, but it but clotted is like if I offered you some clotted milk. I mean or, that's gross. Like, anything with the name clotted in it sounds gross, but for some reason but, when you well, clotted cream is just incredible. And clotted it's, it's blood. actually clotted for because it they evaporate the water from it. So clotted cream is just a cream that is in oven like low for twelve hours. That's huh. what it is. It's not How are you such a genius? Yeah, I see. Also, you took a different I, approach there. I was going to call him a virgin <laughs> and a nerd, but you, <laughs> <laughs> you went down the genius the, route. Yeah. Can I wait? Can I just quick sidebar? Yeah. No, but I don't want a single person contacting us about the way that Monroe pronounced the name of the thing that he said just before. The bread product. I don't care how you pronounce what, what, it. What was it? What was it? Mm. Monroe, you understand what I'm talking it's about. The, yeah, it's the, the scone versus scone debate. Yeah, I don't scone. care about your stupid petty squabbles within within your UK accents. Okay, please don't contact us. That's my what like third complaint of the day. Anyway, <laughs> keep going. <laughs> We're like all over the place here now. Yeah, In like two minutes you've gone from talking about everything. Yeah. We're channeling our inner Dave. Yeah. Absolutely, we're channeling our inner Dave. <laughs> can, we just, Dave can we just take a moment to reflect on that episode? Hey, Dave is a crazy person. fucking insanity that ensued there. What yeah. do you mean? I, I love the show. It was a great, <laughs> I think it was a good episode, but holy shit. Really? The man is off the rails. Why do I not feel the same? I don't know. Were you Were you listening? I was listening. And you actually listened to that episode, didn't you? Yes. And you liked it? Yes. Eh, I, don't I, know. I enjoyed it. It was fun conversation. They actually, they shouted us out on Twinovation yesterday. Uh, today's a Saturday for all of you people listening on Monday or other day. And they they talked about that foot, the people eating the foot. Oh, yeah. Oh. And th- Anna, who's, who's Dave's uh, fiance, mm-hmm. uh, fiance Knowles, she... Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like her. She assumed that we were we were affiliated with these cannibals, and we aren't. Oh, yet mm, no. It, I feel like one day, Monroe, oh. you're gonna lose a foot. Possibly. <laughs> so <laughs> it seems quite likely. So in that case, I would I would eat it with you. I think Vsauce did a, a video about that where they, they basically said if you're if you're trapped somewhere, mm. are you better off just letting your body starve, or or could you like cut your leg off? And then eat your leg. It's obviously uh, starve. Yeah, yeah. Eating your foot with your mouth is gonna waste something. It's not gonna. You're not gonna absorb all the nutrients. Whereas eating it from within is a much more economical way of eating yourself. It must be yeah. eating yourself from within. Is that a good episode title? <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting about is the name like Michael Stevens or something that has the V sauce? Maybe the bald man. Oh, you could have named yeah, him as a bald man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He actually, I I heard a guy that was with him in uni, university, mm-hmm. and he said it was a genuinely nice guy. He probably is a genuinely nice guy, but he seems like a like he needs a lot of attention. No, in real life, he probably doesn't need a lot of attention. He's just a a nerd. Yeah, just a super nerd, right? I guess. Yeah. Whilst you were um talking about boring things like football, I was looking up the etymology of the name Tottenham, right? And ham at the end of a British word signifies a hamlet just like a little like west ham village uh yeah be the west hamlet i guess 
Um, mm. So just an old, nice little village. And the tot part comes from because they think it was named after a tota, a farmer. Or maybe there was a lot of blowies going on there because in Icelandic, it that is what that would refer to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. So I would, that would be preferable, surely. Well, blowjobs. Like a, an entire village just dedicated to that. As long as this wasn't modern day slavery. True. Amen. Then we can all be on board with that. Yeah, it's just like a... I just, I don't want it to be slavery or like a weird, like capitalistic setup. I want it to be just like, that's what the people there happen to enjoy. Mm. And like, no one is coming there explicitly to be a weird, like perverted tourist. Mm. It's just like, this is just the natural state of affairs there. Yeah. Do you believe that would be a place like that? (laughs) If it was inhabited purely by men, then maybe, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It probably would. Yeah, men are the worst. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. Do you, do you have any news? Is there anything cool happening in your life? I had a really great moment last weekend. Okay. Where someone said to me, "Monroe, can you fart on demand?" <laughs> okay. And I said in response, <laughs> and then oh. they said, "But I bet you can't do it twice." And you know what? My butt delivered, and I ah. farted a second time, and yes, it was it was incredible. Dude. Do it was know, really great. Do you know Monroe? Have you heard about something called Deja Vu? Yeah. Didn't you talk about this last time? I thought I tried to talk about it, but then I just couldn't get my words out. Oh. Did he Did he not just like I, message us it. it on WhatsApp or something? Did he? Maybe. I get so, I kind of feel, so our fans, our millions of fans have told us, have told me, I don't know if they've told you, a specific phenomenon. Uh, and this phenomenon actually has a, has a name, and I'm going to Google it because it's been weeks since I Google on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> uh, it's called a parasocial relationship, I think. Okay. Yes. Uh, a parasocial relationship or a psychological attachment in which the media persona offers a continuing relationship with the media user. Uh, they oh. grow to depend on them, plan to interact with them, and count on them much like a close friend. Uh, Mm-hmm. They acquire a history with them and believe they know the persona better than others. So, where if you follow a, a celebrity or a media person or you know someone that you don't actually know or interact with regularly, uh-huh. you still feel like you're friends with them and like you know them well and like you have a, a personal relationship because you've, especially with podcasts, I think because you've listened to so much of their intimate conversations. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you felt like you've been involved in that. So I've heard this from a lot of our listeners. Uh, you know, if I've met up with someone or, or someone's contacted me or like spoken or something, they're like, "This is so weird because I feel like I know you so much better than you know me, and like I feel like <laughs> we're much closer friends than you probably think we are." <laughs> 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 and uh, in like a similar vein, uh, I because conf- like you sort of confuse. I've heard, also had people say to me like, "I don't know if you said this to me before or if you've just said it on the podcast." Mm. And I feel like this with you guys. We're like, I don't know if we've just had this conversation or if it's been said on the podcast. Yeah, like, I don't know if yeah. we've on our WhatsApp or if we just like had a call or anything. I don't know when yeah. we've discussed things. There was a time when I guess- we planned on keeping a log right of what we've talked about, but that would be insane. Yeah, we. Imagine yeah, I did. I, I kept. I kept some podcast. minutes. Imagine going through the first like five minutes of this show right here. (laughs) Way too much. (laughs) Christ. (laughs) Yeah, I did keep some minutes for a while, but that's all gone to shit. 
Absolutely. We used to have like a document as well where we would highlight what we wanted to talk about, but it's just not worth it anymore. <laughs> no, exactly. I have one more thing to say. All right. I, I got vaccinated like a few days ago, nearly like 11 days ago. Oh, shit. Of COVID. You're, uh, For COVID. You're COVID you, free. Your breasts come in yet? <laughs> Can you say that again? I didn't hear anything. I said, have your breasts come in yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Are you autistic? Do you feel anything? It's like it's weird. I feel like like some tension in the in the arm arm where I got right. the shot, mm-hmm. and it's weird. It's like it's probably just the autism, like <laughs> starting in the arm. I've heard that's what happens. The autism, obviously, yeah. it, like logically, it must start at the injection site. Yeah, 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 and it, yeah. This right, thing. and then it spreads. And when it hits the brain, that's when it's it's fatal. <laughs> right? Yeah, fatal. No, <laughs> eventually it's changing. fatal. Like seventy years yeah, later yeah. or something, it's yeah, fatal. Exactly. Only if Bill Gates flicks the switch, though. Oh yeah, that's true. The five G. Yeah, switch. he probably just yeah. did that now. That's Shit. what he did. If you cut off your arm, you might be able to, or get someone to suck on your wound, right, on the injection site to suck the yeah, venom yeah. out, like with snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, it doesn't work with snakes. It's not a good method. Which one? Sucking Sucking. It yeah. Sucking a snake? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it not a good... I'm, I assume you've been bitten by a snake, Monroe. Uh, no, despite despite two pretty good attempts uh, at trying to kill snakes, I've neither time have I been bitten by one. Have you been um, bitten by anything venomous? Venomous is if it can poison you by injecting you. Poisonous is if is, you eat it, right? Yeah, if it's ingested, yeah. And no, I haven't. No. Uh also I yeah. guess I guess in a in a very boring but pedantic way a wasp sting yeah. would be uh a wasp sting would be venomous, wouldn't it? Yeah, but we don't uh, let's not let's not do this. Venom <laughs> 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 is usually a protein while potion pulse poison isn't necessarily one. Mm. Like cyanide is a poison. Yeah. Yeah. Or potassium cyanide or whatever the fuck. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Fair. What so what should you do with a with a snake bite? Just uh, chop your arm off or leg or Yeah, whatever. essentially just 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 pee on it. Pee on it. <laughs> and then <laughs> if you inject yourself just a little bit more, then that acts as a vaccine. What? And then you become immune. And then you don't need to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, you can do it like little by little. Yeah. I feel like we're giving poor medical advice. <laughs> yeah, no, but this is actually true, but it, no, you shouldn't not. do it. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> don't inject more venom or poison. Do neither. Do neither. Do neither. If optimally inject much less. Like you can, you can build a, what's it called? A immunity or resistance Immunity or for resistance to Yeah, but not tolerance, acutely. Tolerance. Not acutely. No. It's not like you can get bit by not a snake acutely. and then you're like, no, 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 shit, no. and you inject no, like, like a liter <laughs> no, no, no. and you're fine. Not in the moment. The not in the moment. Chuck it but, in your leg. Come on, give you, me more so You can do it like over a 10-year period. Yeah, but you don't. once you've been bitten by a snake, bit. you don't have 10 years, man. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, I think with snakes, the I mean the the annoying advice is that you need to stay calm because if you get all excited about the fact you've just been bitten, then the your blood pressure is going to go up, your heart rate is going to go up, and the poison is going to get pumped around your body quicker. Mm. So I think you're supposed to try and stay calm. So if you can, if you're somewhere remote, if you can get lifted out or stretchered out rather than being carried out, that's hopefully going to help because you're not going to be pumping the blood as much. Yeah. And then if you can put a compression bandage around the area again to try and stop the blood flow. Mm-hmm. Um, but va- um, antidotes, antivenoms are kind of funny things as well. So with antivenoms, they can make, so if an, in an area that you're in, there's maybe a specific group of snakes that classically bite people, uh-huh. then they can make antivenoms that are basically a collection um, uh, that work on a collection of different snake bites. Mm-hmm. But antivenoms themselves I think about 25% of uh, the time result in an anaphylactic reaction in the in the patient. So if are you don't have... Are the antibodies? Um, I don't know how they work. But if you don't have adrenaline, then they're incredibly dangerous in themselves because you could just die from anaphylactic reaction mm-hmm. uh, to the uh, antivenom itself. But can it's you then just live easily. like a... Can you do like a, a Jason Statham and was it crank or something where he needs adrenaline to just do <laughs> all just, insane yeah. shit? But, so just but take anti venom and then just go like jump off buildings and. I guess it is because often when they do it, they inject it into a donkey or like a camel, mm. and then they take the blood from there and isolate it from them. Oh, so that's you're how like, they do it. So you're like rejecting okay. it. Yeah, I guess it's just because it's not human antibodies. Hmm. But I think there are between uh, sort of sixty and eighty thousand people who die from snake bites a year. I think it's pretty. Does that include pretty... the cocktail snake bite? No, I imagine not. I mean, it could be inflating the numbers. Is all I'm saying. Hmm. Mm. Did I also tell you guys about my? Um, have I told you guys about my soft porn secret Santa yet? No. Of course not. No. What? Uh, so Mel's mother, who? Oh <laughs> God! Was... What? Dude, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. She was, um, she got, she got me for Secret Santa. Got me lots of wonderful presents, um, including the book Factfulness, which I'll come on to later. But she also got me another book, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I just saw this book, and it was just, I just saw it and thought Monroe's gonna love this, um, and it is just a topless, muscular man wearing a kilt." doing various yoga positions with very erotic expressions on his face, guiding you through some some yoga, basically. It, there's no porn, though. No, I mean, there's no uh, pinor. No pinor. That's, it's soft porn, and it's not porn porn. Mm-hmm. I mean, soft porn, can in, soft porn porn can include... Does it include genital? Like, it's just not... I don't think there's so. no penetration involved or, like, explicit a, showing of... I don't know. Cause is there a solid show, definition to soft porn? Because if there's not, then maybe we've got a gap uh, in the market. Uh, we can we can name it the... the I don't know, what can we name it? Uh, say the Calling Monroe effect. Soft core kind of, pornography or soft core porn is commercial still photography or film that has a pornographic or erotic component but is less sexually graphic and intrusive than hardcore pornography. Defined, defined by a lack of sexual penetration. So uh, he could be... Oh yeah, and then you, it can show presumed intercourse without actual penetration. You can clearly show nipples. Uh, depictions of erections of the penis may not be allowed. See, this is a thing, right? Where uh, you can show uh, in like films, like Hollywood films and stuff like this, and on television, you can show basically anything, mm. but you can't show an erect penis. 
Mm. Have you noticed because this? Because in, I mean, in a way, that is a reference to sexual thing. Yeah, but so is like you can show pretty much anything else, or just like, troubled boys' teenage years. We what? all we all had those annoying erections that you just you know. Yeah, what are you gonna I do? Mean, yeah, but it's just like you can you can basically show it all, but you can never show that. Like uh, Doctor Manhattan in uh, what's it called the Watchmen. Mm. He had a he had a blue Great a big film. blue penis that was on display a lot. Mm. But if there is no world where that could have been erect and still be Gucci, it wouldn't have been a, like it wouldn't have been allowed. I don't mm. think. No. This has been a very phallic episode. Every episode is quite phallic, isn't it? I guess. I don't know. You can say. I don't know. Don't know. No, I don't know. Um, but uh, factfulness. <laughs> but, but, yeah. um, <laughs> 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 you said but anyway. Uh, have you guys heard of the book Factfulness? Whilst we're talking about yeah. global slavery and all that jazz, so I have it, but I haven't read it because my dad borrowed it pretty much as soon as I got it, and I don't think I got it back. Uh, but I've I've read like little bits of it. I've like uh, browsed it, and I've watched Hans Rosling. That was his name. Rest in peace. Shout out, my boy. Um, boy. I've watched his lectures and stuff. So I yeah, he was a Swedish uh, Swedish doc who ended up working for the UN and shit. What yeah. is the book called? Factfulness. It's called Factfulness. Um, is it a self help book? <laughs> no. So yes. Do you want Do you want to do a couple of a couple of questions from from the introduction to the book? Yeah, it's like a pop a pop economics book, basically. Yeah, it's about like yeah. developmental economics, sort of, right? Yeah. Anyway, how many people in the world have access to electricity? 20, 50, or 80%? I'd say 50%, but it's going to be 80. I'm going to say 50. And then how did the number of deaths... Oh, no, that's not such a fun one. Where's the one I'm looking no, for? No, do it, do it, do it. Uh, how did the number of deaths per year from natural disasters change over the last hundred years? Uh, did it more than double? Did it remain the same, or has it decreased to less than half? Absolutely decreased to less than half. I guess it does decrease. Yes. And then, what's happened to the? Where's the one I'm looking for? Oh yeah, in the last twenty years, the proportion of the world's population living in extreme poverty has almost doubled, remained more or less the same, or almost halved. Almost half. I think it has decreased, yes. Yeah, you boys are doing well. So the the has almost half. The the percentage of people who have access to electricity is eighty percent though. Oh shit. Um okay. and then um, <laughs> shout out electricity. Yeah. Uh and then natural disasters has almost halved. Basically the book so what he did with these set of questions, there's thirteen of them. The comparison he makes uh, in the in the book is that he says that he basically threw a bunch of bananas with A, B, and C into a cage of monkeys and saw which one the monkeys picked up, and that was the random answer he picked. Mm. And then he then did the same quiz, but rather than throwing bananas at monkeys, he threw the questions out to a big group of people at the UN to see which answers they got right, and the monkeys did better. Mm. Um, oh. And the point that he's making is that we all have very skewed view of the world um, and that even people in power who are making decisions have a very skewed view of the world and that our knowledge so even if even if you, at one stage you were knowledgeable about a subject 
if you stop, if you learned about that at school 30 years later, your knowledge is 30 years old and the world and the facts have moved on significantly since then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it's yeah. very, uh, it's very like it picks apart this dichotomy of first world versus third world. Mm. Like a lot of people seem to think that there's the first world, which is like the Western countries that are great. And then there's the third world that are like unlivable shitholes. Mm. But this is ju- just not true. Yeah, and it re- he like really is demonstrating this, and he in his lectures he does this very well, where he shows these like uh, a lot of he does a lot of visualization of data, which is very good for the everyman, I would say, where he clearly shows that there isn't a first world versus third world. There's like a it's a basically a continuum, and most of the places are doing much better than people sort of expect mm-hmm. them to be. Mm. So it's in the vein of that book that I've uh, spoken about before, uh, the Better Angels of Our Nature which is about the decline of violence. They're both sort of trying to show that the world isn't horrible, like as horrible as like the media and modern uh, reporting necessarily makes it out to be. Because that's the stuff that grabs your attention, right? Apparently it's never been better to be alive than now. I mean, in certain ways, right? Yeah, you're less likely to get killed. You're less likely to be a victim of like most crimes in most places etc but that's also yeah on average but i think it's a dangerous it's also a dangerous mindset because i've seen people discounting perfectly valid arguments where you talk about things like wage slavery for example and it's very easy for people to just be like well it's never been better to be alive so shut the fuck up it's but it's good think things still need to get better yeah also the levels of it's not just good enough now and just you can stop yeah, the levels of depression and things like that as well. It's difficult to say, you know, I, now that we, a lot of our basic needs are met for us, whereas potentially the, there is an instinctive satisfaction in meeting our basic needs. Yeah. And so now that that's done for us, there's potentially um, uh, a reduction in our happiness or satisfaction with our life as we kind of struggle for meaning and purpose with all that stuff mm-hmm. already taken care of and then mm-hmm. depression increases. So yeah, I... Nuance, nuance, nuance. Yeah, there is, there is that, and then there's also like uh, Ole has a has a saying, or it's not his saying, but it's something that he mentioned, and mm-hmm. he mentions it in a, a much more cr- crass way. But I'll I'll try to clean it up for you boys. Where he says, uh, "Is it hard times make good men? Uh, good men make good times. Good times make weak men." And weak men make hard times. Uh, What's the crass version? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it after we finish recording. Um, And the point, I I think I agree. Say it again. Say it again. Because I feel like it needs. So hard times make, hard times make strong men, is it? Hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. And Mm. weak men make hard times. Mm. Uh, Which is something that. So when he said it, it like it clicked with me because a very specific current event, which is uh, lack of faith in institutions that are that were created post-war, which have been in a lot of ways some of the greatest things that humanity's ever done, which is like the European Union and the United Nations, and these like symbols of of human cooperation and you know the things that they've done, like the the Declaration of Human Rights and and all these sorts of things that are unprecedented on a global scale, yeah. and are like shining beacons of progress. And nowadays, because like we're 
slightly too far removed from the realities of World War II, which is, you know, in a way the worst thing that we've seen uh, on a global level, like especially the way it's publicized and everything. We're so we're so far removed from that now that it's become abstract and we're living in the good times that were create that was like a, a direct result of that. Mm. And it's making you know, you can see these sorts of knock-on effects. Now people, it's like when you have an IT department and they do a great job and you, like, you never have viruses or IT problems, then you're like, well, why the fuck should I be hiring these? Like, why should I be employing like 15 people taking care of my computers? And then you, you know, you get rid of two thirds of it. And then all of a sudden, like, lo and behold, your IT system sucks. (laughs) Such a fuck. You're talking about like literally the best things humanity have done coming out of the worst things. And then you just comparing it with your fucking IT department. No, but it makes perfect sense. It's the same like sort of yeah, complacency, see, see right? Where mean. now it's like, it's like, well, mm. what's the UN and the EU and the Declaration of Human Rights done for us? It's like, well, you're looking at it. Like we're living in- yeah, You're living most, it. Like Europe is historically not a peaceful place. Yeah. But at the moment, it's incredibly peaceful. Yeah. And like you're living in this absolute, like you're living in the product of these great institutions and things like Brexit and- you know, the U.S. leaving the WHO and all these things are just like direct attacks on it because good times make weak men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think this is a, it's a thought worth having. I think the word weak is like not only, you're not talking about physical. Stuff. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, I mean I'm, I'm talking I'm about saying, like. I'm saying that's how people could, could misunderstand it. Yeah, I'm talking about like mental fortitude. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know, I know. Yeah. And I also think it's, I think, I don't know if it's weakness, but I think it's more just that we just are incredibly bad. The the world is a very counterintuitive place in terms of the world that we live in now compared to the world that we're sort of designed to live in. Mm -hmm. I think we're just very bad at empathizing and thinking about stuff in a way that is productive to the world that we live in, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree. When I say like, uh, yeah, weak, weak is an easy thing to misinterpret, but maybe try to think of weak the way that uh, Lord Elrond calls humans weak in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what I mean. I got you. I got you. <laughs> that actually made it really clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... I think this this line of thinking is what props up my uh, the fact that I like chaos so much more than maybe you, Monroe, is that like the chaos that I see is a uh, it like it fights back against the good times and may like it may save the save us from attacks on our great institutions if we can like have a little bit of like if we can sprinkle it with like well-timed chaos. We can I avoid something like a, a, a peppering of chaos. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like I think need... there are going to come like so many things to make things better because of this. Yeah, we are, I... we are now trying to review like what is wrong with how things are today. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. I think you want these like these very high impact bursts of relatively inconsequential chaos mm. in the grand scheme of things, right? Like, like, yeah. When I say inconsequential, I mean they're not they're not a war, and they're not like. Yeah. You know, you want these pepperings of like very highly publicized, relatively inconsequential, extreme chaos. Yeah. Mm. And I'm all for that. I'm like extremely pro that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't, I mean, it, 
I feel like you're distancing yourself from it. Because I am, if you yeah. would in if you would be in that chaos, mm-hmm. I'm not think I don't think you would be that happy. No, maybe not, but maybe I w- I don't really you have wouldn't, the you opportunity wouldn't, uh, to be. But you wouldn't I, enjoy it to the same amount if you were part of it. No, I don't think so. I mean, being in like a riot, for example, is probably very scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not as enjoyable, I would assume. But like, I see it from the outside, and I support it, and I, I would like, like to think that I would take part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on which riot we're talking about, right? I would, I would take part in the Black Lives Matter protests. I would not take part in storming the Capitol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Storming the Capitol, fucking Hunger Games. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Little side note. Do we have a do we have a um a voicemail this week? Uh, I don't, I don't think, unfortunately. Did you check the Gmail? Uh ask me next week. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a no. (laughs) Oopsie. Oopsie, I'm a naughty boy. I am a, a naughty little boy. Monroe, I'm naughty. Uh, do you have, let's just pivot away from this weirdly, highly political talk of ours. Yeah. This this episode is a far cry from last week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've Googled the same number of times. I Googled once with Dave and once today. Nice. Yeah. But uh, does anybody have a, a skill of the week that isn't, Dave, Dave's skill was so good. I can't oh, believe, my days. It was so impressive. Yeah. I can't believe how well he can recite the alphabet backwards. Can I... Uh... Can I play you my skill of the week? Uh, yeah. Maybe. All right. I, I, so I I brought a skill of the week already. Did you? The clotted cream. I that was a fact of the week. I'm not giving you that yeah. as a skill of the week. I mean, okay. if he would have said, okay. "Pour some cream into a bowl and put it in the oven for 12 hours at low heat," yeah, I'd feel I would like have it given would just him that. So gross, wouldn't it? Just become yeah. disgusting. It would probably just get all clotted. Ugh. What's the <laughs> like? What's the temperature? Because I was reading yesterday about the like the, or the danger zone for uh for food, and it's between five degrees and sixty degrees Celsius, is where uh, illness causing bacteria can uh, can grow and spread. So if you keep food generally below that, that's why fridges are usually at four degrees. Mm-hmm. So if you keep food below five degrees or above sixty degrees, you can. Uh, you can basically keep them without them going bad. And actually, now I have a another fact slash kill of the week. So, Monroe, I'm sorry, but yours can happen too. It's called a perpetual stew. Have you guys heard about this? No. I've heard this term. So if you... You can have a stew, right? Imagine a pot. And yeah. you can never empty it out. Or, like, it. you can have a stew in it forever and just keep adding things as you need to. And as ah, long yeah. as it's... No. Yeah, as long ah, yeah, as it's yeah. hot it's enough... Like what- and it's like always this, above this. 60 degrees. Yeah, you and you keep like taking from it and adding. You could literally just have one pot of stew forever. They they do this with mole in in Mexico. Yeah, and like a lot of it used to apparently be like more of a thing when we were slightly more hunter gatherer or things like yeah. this where you would just you would just have a communal pot of food because in and, the end there is never going to be anything that you put already. Do you understand? If you always take half, then little by little the the like three months old is gonna disappear. The three month old ingredient. 
Yeah. And it's like, if you keep it hot enough, you have to keep it above 60 degrees, basically. Otherwise, you're going to get sick. So if it's just boiling, like, or like simmering the whole time, it's like a slow cooker, basically. It's like you could so, leave a slow cooker on forever, essentially. In sort of Game of Thrones type vibe, when they go into an inn and there's a big fire and there's just, that's where you get your, your pot of stew. Yeah. They could, that was probably they a would, perpetual stew back in the day. Yeah. And they would never have to like empty the cauldron out. Apparently they used to empty the cauldrons out uh, before Lent, for example, because you weren't allowed to have meat. So they would empty it out to to do that but other than that yeah you wouldn't you basically you could run an inn and never have to empty it out you could do it this i could see this being a good thing at like a ski resort mm. a restaurant you can make a restaurant like this i'm def- that's definitely yeah. going to be a soaker that pan isn't it you know when you can't be bothered right really scrubbing so you just oh that's a soaker that yeah pan but you never have to i mean your fucking grandchildren can clean it, it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can inherit it to the children yeah anyway what's your skill so uh, just before I um, I display my skill, I mm. want to say that I, you know I, I spent a bit of time building this today and uh, put a bit oh, of effort into it. The sax. And so yeah, just just uh, bear with me. Is it a uh, what was it, a potato cannon? Have you finished it? No, that's something I need to do this weekend actually. <laughs> That was my best rendition of um, the Calling Monroe theme song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on my, what, what do you think I'm playing this on? Oh, you must be playing it on a carrot because you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Ah, yeah, baby, yeah. I made a shit carrot whistle. <laughs> Is it uh, a baby carrot or an adult man carrot? It's an adult carrot. Adult? Why? I'm not a fucking American. So uh, you were it's whistling an adult carrot. before. Sorry? You were whistling before when Ragnar was mad about it. He, Let's that was, not ruin the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first Wait. time we hear this carrot. <laughs> Are you sure? Is it? Absolutely, no question. Um, yeah, so I made I made a little carrot whistle, but it's the problem is it doesn't change its tune when I take my fingers off. It just stops working. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, uh, these sorts of things, like changing the the pitch depending on how many holes you stop. That's I think that requires slight engineering thought, and I. Mm. somehow like not that you aren't capable of it but i think you may have just not put quite the required effort in that was so kind of you to put it in that i'm kind way. today i'm quite kind today yeah yeah you actually are <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, oh, speaking of kind holy shit you're not gonna be kind now i have a piece of news for you i asked you guys for news before you didn't uh ask me in turn so i'm just gonna give you my news <laughs> my wait, brother wait 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 right Ragnar. Do you yeah. have any news? Oh, thanks for asking. I do have some news. <laughs> uh, my brother, he came over this week to say hello and to pick up his Christmas presents. And we ate Lebanese food and it was delicious. But he brought with him a package that had arrived for me at his house. Oh, oh lovely. And in this package yeah. was my home gym system. No! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! The Oyo Nova. And I'm going to tell you, quite honestly... That it's great. Mm. I've used it twice, mm. and it's great. It is. It's great. Oh uh, my days! It, it, like it's very, it's very travel friendly. It's very small. It, it comes with uh, eighteen and a half key, no, eighteen kilos of resistive tension mm-hmm. um, that you can use, and you can uh, change it so in increments of four and a half kilos. Uh, 
Uh, and you can use it for all sorts of exercises. And it comes with a little deck of cards that shows you the different exercises that you can do. And I've run through some like upper body stuff and some some shit. And it's it's actually very good. Like for for these unprecedented Corona times, I have to say that it is like it genuinely provides a home workout. Incidentally, Oyanova, please sponsor us. Absolutely, please sponsor us. Uh, Despite the fact that I think your piece of equipment is probably not that worth getting, it Ragnar is. So really does. The, the, rea- the reason I got it, so I was talking to someone about this, and I wouldn't have gotten it uh, had it not been designed by the dude who did the, the A-Red on... Mm. The the on NASA the NASA the the NASA guy who did the ARED for the International Space Station because we've done a lot of we did a lot of research on that or like we studied it a lot for my master's degree and it's a very legit piece of equipment that they use and that like has very real benefits for the astronauts and yeah this that's is because the they have zero g so they don't have gravity to work against. I know so they need something like this there yeah to, yeah. to work against it yeah and it. The old one uh, didn't do so well, the old machine that they had. And then they invented this and, and flew it up there. And it does great. And it basically uh, reduces all their, their muscle wasting down to zero. Mm. So it's yeah, it's good. And cool. this guy made this, which is why I was like, all right, that's cool. I'll get this. And I'm going to I'm gonna say I'm for it. It's good. I mean, I'm all for the, the A-Red. That's a really cool, nifty bit of kit. But, but you have gravity. I do, but I like... Like, how am I going to do, like, chest shit at home? Press-ups. If you only have 18 kilos of resistance, there can't be much difference between doing press-ups and doing... There's different exercises. Are we a lifestyle podcast or something? We are a lifestyle. We're actually sponsored by Men's Health. Yeah. We're going to change our name to to Men's Health. Hey, you haven't called called me up on it much yet, but I'm still on target for not giving you 400 pounds, by the way. Are you actually... How much do you weigh right now? I weigh 79.5, which is exactly what, oh, well, 79.4, and I need to weigh 79.5 by Monday morning to be on target. Okay, I really, I really think you probably, like, bulked a little bit before this, like, you made sure you were full of poo and water and food, uh, and you hadn't gotten a haircut and everything, and then you're probably slowly, like, strategically weighing yourself. Uh, I weigh myself every Monday morning, as per per rules. I'm being pretty... Pre-poo or post-poo? Uh, well, I weigh myself, so it's post-poo that counts, but I weigh myself pre-poo a lot of the time mm-hmm. just because it's just easier. Um, what so was the initial weigh-in? Huh? The initial weigh-in, was it pre or post-poo? The initial weigh-in was post, uh, post-poo. post Confirmed? What do you mean confirmed? Like, is that, would you swear on your family? I was pretty generous with the, with the initial weigh-in. I think, I can't remember what I was, but I think I gave myself, I said it, I said it was like 80 two and i think i was i was like i can't remember what i was 81.8 or something i was i was pretty generous with that isn't the thing is like if you why does it matter pre or post poop because poo has a weight to it yeah i know but when you I'm, i'm sure like on average if you think what is healthy it is on average in in it in the number yeah, but it's just, we're just talking about consistency. I'm if saying he, if he weighs if you weigh yourself twice, you know, two separate mornings, like a Monday morning and the following Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. and on the Monday morning you weigh yourself pre poo, and then the Tuesday morning you weigh yourself post poo, then lo and behold, you've lost like three hundred grams. But maybe. if if you like him, do it every day. In the way, in the end, it doesn't matter. It does at the end because well, it, it does no, for the artificial purposes of the rules if of this. If it bet. does like that two thousand times, then when if 
then it doesn't really matter. I actually you know what I should do. Actually, I should just ask enough people to look at me and guess my weight instead uh, of using scales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they would be right, right probably. Right, they would be right. But the no, the point is, Guillaume, that if he, let's say, he does every single weigh-in pre-poo, yeah. and then the final weigh-in he does post-poo, and he just scrapes the weight that he needs to get. Or you can just do then it randomly. Yeah, if you do fine, if you do it randomly, but he's not. He's doing it every Monday morning, so this is just a variable you have to control for. Yeah, but he said every day. No, he said every Monday morning. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good forceful sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my lord. Uh yeah, boys. Uh, do you have anything more to add? Just send us a fucking voicemail, will you? Yeah, yeah send us a goddamn voicemail. It's yeah, we want one. We want Juan. Mm. Um, yeah, call me a Mexican lady because I want Juan. No, no, I'm not there. What? <laughs> no, okay. I mean, I it's a. I don't get it. You don't get it. I because send Juan. us a voicemail because I want one. But like Juan is like a Mexican Juan. name. So if I was a Mexican lady, I would be eh. enticed and aroused by a man called Juan potentially. I, I, nice. I heard the pronunciation, but I didn't get what he meant. Okay, but I mean, just like it's good. Just trust me that it's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks, man. <laughs> uh, Monroe, do you have any like? Do you have any actual parting words? Like, do you have anything to say? Uh, hope you get vaccinated soon. Ooh, yeah. Let's let's all be autistic together. Uh, Gucci, do you have any parting words? Do you want a cool one or a funny one? Both. Well, you want the both? I think so, right? Both. Okay, so I have I have this. Life is not a fairy tale. If you lose your shoes at midnight, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's the funny not one. Supposed to be funny, but it is. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And then the then the cool one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's still cheesy. The devil whispered in my ear, "You're not strong enough to withstand the storm." Today I whispered to the devil's ear, "I am the storm." Uh, I mean, it's it's not good. It's not it. It it's supposed to be really cool. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed. It's it like, isn't really. It's like totally. Yeah, you're a badass motherfucker posting that on your Instagram story. Yeah, and then of course, be kind. Hey, you have no Dave Rosenberg to hate on that one. No, he was he was mean <laughs> to me. Was mean to you. Uh, I'm just gonna say yeah. Send us shit at calling Monroe at voicemail dot no calling Monroe at gmail dot com. Callingmonroe@gmail.com. I'm gonna check it this week, uh, or our WhatsApp or whatever. Um, shout us out on fucking in your life somewhere. Go and and call out calling Monroe so that the world can hear and and tell your tell all your buddies, all your best buddies. Uh, and when you're done doing that, just just keep on trucking. Goodbye, folks. Bye 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 bye. That was good, I think. Yeah. If you're feeling low, in need of a bro, there's one thing that'll make 
Your heart start to glow Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe Calling Monroe, I'm calling Monroe